0: So I've got a message for you today. And for those of you who like titles, again, I like titles. My title today is Furious Rest. Furious Rest. Um, Today is, is Palm Sunday. It's the week leading up to next Sunday, Easter Sunday. This is what the church calls Holy Week. This is the week when Jesus gets arrested. He gets tried unfairly and found guilty of something he never did. On Friday, it's Good Friday, and he goes to the cross and he dies and sheds his blood for me and for you to forgive us our sins, to cover us in his blood. And I love this idea that when God looks at me and you, for those of us who have accepted Jesus, he doesn't see our faults and our issues and our mistakes and our bad habits. He looks at us through the filter of the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus purifies us. So when God looks at me and when God looks at you, he sees perfection. And so when I stand before God at the end of my time, he's going to go, wow, Barry, you're awesome. And it's not because I'm good. It's because Jesus is good. But that encourages me and challenges me just to be the best I possibly can to honor the one who loved me. So on Friday, he goes to the cross but then on Sunday he defeats death and he gets back up again and he takes the keys to death and hell and life and he says, come on church, let's go and make a difference and we're going to be celebrating that next week. But today is Palm Sunday. Today is the day when Jesus entered Jerusalem and you've got to understand the picture here. The Jewish people were under the oppression of the Romans and it wasn't a good time for them. The Romans were able to do all kinds of Not kind things. They were able to go up to a Jewish person, drop their bags and say, you've got to walk this a mile with me. And it didn't matter what state of busyness they were in, what was going on in the world. They had to do it because the Romans were in control. And that's where Jesus comes in and he preaches against that. He says, go the extra mile. And it's like they, they can force you to go a mile. They can't force you to go two. So how about go the extra mile? Go two miles because then you take back the authority and actually it's your kindness and willingness that takes control what a great message right there but this is the situation they find themselves in right now and and the the jewish people are saying god save us there is this word hosanna You, you may well know it hosanna means god save us and so the jewish people are saying hosanna hosanna god save us and in their mind what they're thinking of is God send a mighty warrior to raise up an army and overthrow the Romans. And who knows that God's ways aren't always our ways. And we pray to him and he answers, but he answers in different ways. But his way... On reflection afterwards is always the best way and so picture the scene here they are they're lining the streets and they've got their palm trees and they're saying hosanna and their expectation is that this mighty warrior is going to come in on a steed waving his sword going come on we're going to raise an army we're going to overthrow the romans what actually happens is that this humble guy jesus comes in on a donkey And I don't know what the scene looked like. Probably a bit of confusion. Probably a bit of, Hosanna, 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 as this gentle, humble guy goes past on a donkey. But Jesus was actually the answer they needed far more than they knew. They knew there was a need. They didn't know the full answer to that need because Jesus came in, and note this, Jesus came in as the Prince of Peace. He came in as the Prince of Peace. The people thought they wanted saving from the Romans, but Jesus came in and saved them from themselves. He did a work on the inside of them, which would always change their outlook. Do you know he's still doing that work today? He's changing me and he's changing you on the inside of the hand glass stuff differently, and I'm gonna unpack that some today. You see, the truth is that oppression and struggle will always be around us in one way or another, at one time or another. But true freedom is being able to walk through that and out the other side with peace in your heart. That's where freedom comes. You can try and take away the oppression, but there'll be some other oppression. But if God doesn't work on the inside of you, you will always handle it better. And that's what Jesus came to do. The people so wanted to go back to what they called their normal. You know, they want to just get back. To life as it was. But in reality Jesus brought a new normal. Things could never go back to the way they were because Jesus had come as the Prince of Peace and it was a game-changer. He came here to change and give us freedom on the inside so that we could handle what was on the outside better. That was his goal. And here we are right now in the middle of this situation in this time of history and I'm sure The vast majority of us just wanted to go back to normal. Who knows the time scale and all of this? But I do know this. We are getting a chance to stop. We are getting a chance to consider. And I believe that God is actually creating new normals. Rather than going back to what was normal, it will never be the same again. But it will be better. And our opportunity right now is to stop and pause and consider and draw close to the answer so that he can do something on the inside of us. As we walk out the other side, there'll be greater freedom, not less freedom. Our new normal will be way better than the old normal, because lives are going to be changed. Come on, this is going to be a time where our lives are are actually in a place of more fulfillment, not less fulfillment. So come on, people, get it in your heart right now. The Prince of Peace is in town. So this title, Furious Rest, a furious, you know, has lots of meanings. It can mean anger and violence. It can mean relentless. And so i paired this word furious with rest on purpose because it gets you thinking, what, what was that? Could that mean? But here's what it also means. Furious means unrestrained. And I like this idea of unrestrained, so letting it all out there. It speaks of energy. It speaks of getting the whole lot. And I know that God wants us to get the whole lot. Unrestrained rest when it comes to having your inner person at rest. See, the vast majority of us right now are in a state of what I'm going to call forced rest. We are in, in lockdown. We're at home. We are being forced to take a pause from our day-to-day life. Now, that's not everyone. Everyone. And if you're out there pushing and, and, and working, God bless you. More strength to you. I'm cheering you on and praying for you. Maybe it doesn't feel like rest for you because you're cooped up with a bunch of children who are nagging you or are forever asking questions and you're having to be a teacher and all those things. And I just say grace to you. Maybe you're having to work from home in amongst what might be chaos with the children running around and the rest of it. More grace to you. But the reality is we are all taking a pause from what is our normal. Here's where I want to go with this. For there to be true rest, it has to be directly linked with peace. See, rest and peace are two very different things. Rest is a stop, it's a pause, and it's particularly a stop from what you would consider your work or your chores. Rest is stopping. Peace speaks of something that's going on the inside of you. It's, it's the stillness. It's the restfulness on the inside. It's ease. It's calm. It's something on the inside of you. So if you're not at peace, if you don't have stillness on the inside, you'll never be able to truly rest on the outside. Can you see what I'm trying to say? You can be in a place of rest and not in a place of peace and so therefore you'll never truly rest because your inside's churning up. I don't know about you, but I love holidays. And when I think of holidays, uh, uh, me and my family, we would think of sunshine, suntans, sandy beaches, jet skis, pedlows. I love to see our children on the pedlows. You know the ones with the slide on, where they go up there and they don't want to slide down. They just want to jump off from a height, don't they? You know, that for me is a holiday. It's cocktails as the sun goes down. When I say holiday, that's where my mind goes. That's not true for everyone. Some people like to climb a mountain. Some people like to do a city break and take in the culture. Some people like to go out and and rent a cottage out in the countryside. Some people go to a caravan park and, and take in all the entertainment and the pools. There are many different kinds of holiday, but what we all hope for in that holiday is true rest. But here's what can so often happen. it has happened to me in my past and I'm sure you'll relate to it. You have a break from work, you have a break from the school run, you have a break from doing the household chores, it's a rest. But when you get to your destination of holiday, so often you're thinking, how much is this costing me? You're thinking, what about the bills I've got to pay when I get home? You're thinking, oh, I hope the guys back running the business are doing a good job. You're thinking, oh, I hope my relative is going to be okay. You're thinking, oh, I hope my house is going to be safe. Or did I lock that door? And what's happening is your inner person isn't at peace. You're wrestling with some stuff. And so you're in a place of rest, but you're not in a place of peace. And because you're not in a place of peace, you can't have true rest. You see, rest and peace have to walk hand in hand. They have to be together to experience true rest. How often do we get back from our holiday and within a week we look at our, our family I could do with another holiday. And it's because we didn't truly rest. And I want to say, come on, today we're going to look at furious rest. Unrestrained, getting the whole lot, resting properly. While we're in this condition of being forced to rest, could we truly rest? Because I believe that's the heart of the Father. So picture this. Here's Jesus coming in on a donkey as the Prince of Peace. And this is something the Prince of Peace said when he was walking the earth. You find it in Matthew 11 and verse 28. That's Matthew 11, verse 28. And it says this, Jesus speaking, come to me, come to me, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you Rest. Look at the the picture Jesus is building here. The Prince of Peace is building this picture. He speaks of burden. He speaks of weary. It brings pictures of being weighed down and heavy. These are all things linked to what we carry on the inside. Life just feels heavy. I don't have proper peace and so therefore I can't have genuine rest. When we find ourselves in that place, and I think so many of us often do, our answer is to stop. Our answer is to take a day off. Our answer is to get away. Our answer is to have a holiday. Our answer is to take a sickie. But we pull back. And do you know what? Pulling back and having a holiday and having a break can be helpful. And it can be good. And there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe taking a sickie is a bit iffy. But pulling back can be good. But true rest isn't found there. Because the moment you step back into your world, what's going to happen? It's all going to land on you again. This is why Jesus came in with a different answer. You see, the oppression and the heaviness and the difficulty of life will exist. You pull back and you get a moment's break, but you step back into it. Jesus is challenging us to walk through these things at peace all of the time. Unrestrained peace all of the time. Jesus' answer was this. It wasn't to stop and pull back. Jesus' answer was this. come to me, come to him, come to the Prince of Peace, because he is able to give your inner person some that you'll never get anywhere else in the world. He can give you furious rest, unrestrained, continual rest all of the time. Why can he do that? Because he gives rest hand in hand with peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7 says this, Philippians 4, 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, rest that is hand in hand with peace that goes beyond our comprehension is outrageous peace. And therefore, outrageous peace comes together with outrageous rest. And they collide in your inner person and allow you to walk through every situation at continual rest. That right there is the heart of your father for you. And it's yours for the taking. Do you know when you get it? You come to the Prince of Peace. You come to him and say, Jesus, I'm struggling right now. I'm feeling heavy. I'm feeling the weight of it all. And do you know what he says? He says, just give it to me. And that's a choice. We all get to choose. I'm giving it to you. Now, I'm not going to let it get in my head and my heart. I'm giving it to you, Jesus, and I'm trusting you with it. And he comes into your inner person and brings that ultimate rest. And I love this idea of peace that goes beyond understanding. Because who knows that when everything's tickety-boo, when life is good, when your finances are in a strong place, when you're healthy, when your relationships are good, when work's going well, when you are getting on with the family, when life is good, you're at peace. That's not beyond understanding. We all get that. We understand it. But peace that goes beyond understanding is when you're at peace, when everything's not tiggity boo And I love it in my world, and I know many people who do church life with me have had similar things, that people can come to you and they can see your life, they can see the struggles, they can see the ups and downs, just the same as anyone else, we all have them. And they're able to come to us and go, I've watched you walk through this, how come you're so chilled? And I love it that I'm able to say, and many people have said, the reason I am chilled is because I went to the source of peace. I went to the Prince of Peace. And I go to him every day of my life and say, I'm up against some stuff, but I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to anxious. I'm going to give it to you. But being at peace and rest doesn't mean not being active. You see, in that moment, I am active. I'm activating my faith. I'm active in making a choice. Jesus has got me. He's got my finances. He's got my health. He's got a great future for me. We talked about that last week. And it's my reality and my truth. And I walk in it. So I am active in my faith, but I am at rest and at peace in my soul. And therefore, as I walk through difficulties on the outside, my inside's at peace. And my inside actually starts to influence my outside and I become a world changer. See, being at rest doesn't mean not doing anything. Look at it this way, and I'm sure everyone will be able to relate to this one way or another. When you fall in love with someone, there's a moment in time, especially, you know, you can relate back to when you're single, and maybe you are single right now and looking, but there's a moment when you're looking for that person you're going to fall in love with, and your heart's yearning for it. And then you meet said person, and you go on a couple of dates, And you start to fall in love with them. And here's the key, and it's reciprocated. They feel the same thing. Otherwise, it's a bit weird and you become a stalker. But when it's reciprocated, two of you are falling in love. Do you know what happens right there? Your heart finds peace. Because you are yearning for that person to share your life with, to fall in love with. And we all have this ability to give love and this desire to give love. And, by the way, to be loved. And so your heart, in this point, just, just finds this peace because it rests, it's content. It, it, it's got what it wanted. You've got what you wanted. But you're not inactive. See, then your heart is active. You start sending a love note, keep doing a text, a late night phone call, sending the flowers, taking them out on a date. You're active. So you're at peace and rest, but active. Can you see these things? Being at rest doesn't mean doing nothing. Being at rest is a condition of your inner person so that when you're doing something, you're still at peace. And this is what Jesus came when he came through there on a donkey. They thought he came to fight and overthrow, but he didn't. He came to challenge what was happening on the inside. So despite what was going on the outside, you could walk through it at peace. And here we are right now in this time, potentially losing our peace. Potentially being forced to be at home but not at rest at all. And can I encourage you, if that's you struggling right now, go to the Prince of Peace. Get your faith active. Make a choice. Go and find a space in your home. Get on your knees if that's helpful to you. But just take a moment and say, Jesus, I need you right now. I'm giving you my anxious thoughts because it is well with myself. And allow the the Prince of Peace to come into your world and shift something on the inside so that no matter what's going on on the outside, it cannot touch your inside and you walk through with peace. This is furious rest. It's that unrestrained getting all of it all of the time. Rest walking hand in hand with peace as you go through this situation. So it begs the question, where do you currently find your source? rest and peace because we all have one. You know, I think it's common for today in our Western society that we, can I call it, overreach. We live in a celebrity culture where we are bombarded with how famous and successful and moneyed and the nice things that people have. And of course, we want some of that. We're people. We want nice things. And so what we tend to do is we overreach, we want the bigger, we want the better, we want the nicer stuff, we want the life experiences, we want the houses and the cars, we want the clothes and the restaurants, and we buy into this idea that if we have nicer things we will become satisfied and therefore at peace. And so what do we do? We work harder, we work longer, we do more, we get consumed in this fight for better. Only to need, and I use that word in capitals, only to need a holiday from the life we've created. We're working harder in the name of rest and peace and satisfaction. And then we work so hard that we can burn out that we need a holiday, a break from this life we're trying to build. And it's just so nonsensical, and I hope you can see there's some truth in all of that. And nicer things can bring peace and rest for a moment. Last year, My wife and I, Sarah and I, we got a brand new car. We've never had a new car before. We got the 19 plate. When it came out in that March, we got a brand new car on the month it came out. And we were chuffed. We were really pleased. And do you know what, we're getting it. And it was cool, and you felt good. do something on the inside. It felt good, and it was nice, and, and nice things to do bring that. A year later, that's just our ordinary car now. If I'm being honest, if it's sat outside, it quite frankly needs a clean. I'll have to tap up my son Joshua later. But do you know what? It gives you a moment of enjoyment and satisfaction, but it doesn't give you lasting peace. Do we give our, um, our hope in, in things like uh, sports and, and achieving and, and learning that we get the satisfaction and, and peace of following our team or playing the game or getting more understanding on stuff? Uh, and those things can be good. And they can give you some, some rest. And you know, I've achieved something and it makes me feel good. And there's a moment in that. But it doesn't bring lasting inner peace it doesn't bring furious rest it just gives you a moment it gives you a pause but you can't go forever living in, in the, the fight for it all in a pause and the fight for it all in a pause because we're just living in a time where people's minds are just going ah I can't cope when Jesus came as the prince of peace to do something on the inside of you So that no matter what is going on the outside, no matter what you've got or you haven't got, no matter what you need or you don't need, no matter the circumstances, I maintain peace. Because my peace doesn't come from my circumstances. My peace comes from God. And God is always the same the peace I get from God will be relentless, it will be furious, it will be unrestrained, it will be coming, he can't get boxed in, it's in me and I'm going through this situation the same as everyone else but on the inside I'm flourishing, I pray you'd have the same too. In this time I hope that we get a moment just to pause, to reflect, to stop and consider what's important, Because what happens is in our wrestle and our fight for more stuff, our life gets slightly skewed and we make things important that actually were never important to us. Is our new normal going to actually come back to our true selves rather than aiming for something? How do we end up here fighting for all this stuff? And and here's the thing. If you speak to anyone who's aged and anyone who's coming to the later stages of their life and you say to them what was important, I promise you this, they will never say the amount of money I had, the size of the house I had, the car I drove, they will say this, it was the people. We were made for relationships, it's the people I did, that's what I will treasure. You know, I like to watch, um, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, I'm sure many of you do, and when they've been away from their family for a long time and they do that session where they get the note from home, they are all absolutely broken. Why? Because when everything is stripped away, what they miss most is the people. And so I want to encourage you in this time to sow into relationship. Now Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the author of life, the one who created us, he said this, he said when it all boils down, how do you live life? He said this, love God and love people. Because it was always about relationship. It was about a a vertical relationship to heaven coming to earth. And it was about a horizontal relationship with people. And we were made as spiritual beings to connect with our Father and as earthly beings to connect with each other and in that connection to reflect the Father to people. So could this be a time in this pause, in this rest, when we recalibrate and decide what we're really about? Could I encourage you to press into your relationship with God? Could I encourage you to start a new relationship with God? Maybe in all of this you're wrestling, what's this all about? And I can tell you, life with God is just a game changer. It brings peace you can't get anywhere else. It brings hope you can't get anywhere else. It guarantees your future. It is life changing. And you know what? God is ridiculously into you. It says in his word that he created you in the womb, he crafted you. And it says with reverence, it says you were fearfully made, you were reverently made. God looked at you and went, you are awesome. And he's thrown his door open he says, I want this relationship with you. It's the day that day you press in and say, yeah, I want to buy into that. I, I don't know everything, but I'm going to press into it. It's the day that day you start looking at the people around you and you thank God for them. And you start being kind and you start putting yourself out there because the people and the relationships in your life is what will count at the end of it all. As I just bring this thought to a close, I want to end it here at Psalm 23. It's a very famous psalm, and most of you will know it, but it says this in Psalm 23, verses one through three, it says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the path for his name's sake. See, here we're seeing that Jesus is our shepherd. And you know one of the shepherd's jobs is to protect the sheep? When you come to Jesus as shepherd, it's his job to protect you. And he loves it because you're allowing him to do what he's called to do. And I love that there. I lack nothing. Why? Because Jesus is my shepherd. He's got me. That. Me lacking nothing in Jesus means I can rest on my inner person. And I love this here, he refreshes my soul. Jesus always came to do something on the inside of you, bringing refreshment. My prayer for you in this moment is that you will be refreshed on the inside, despite what's going on, on the outside. And as that refreshment happens on you, you'll be able to look at the outside differently because of how you're changing on the inside. That was always part of God's goal. In this moment in history, can I encourage you to grab a hold of the peace and the rest that Jesus came to offer you. It's true rest. It's outrageous rest. It's unrestrained rest. It's furious rest. And you know what? It walks hand in hand with peace that goes beyond understanding. It's the best life. And all it takes is for you to step into a relationship with Jesus and press into that. It's a game changer. I'd love it if you'd let me pray for you. Father God, I just thank you for every brilliant, amazing person that has checked in today. Lord, I pray for them now. I lift them up to you. And I ask that as only you can, that you would allow peace to rest on people. You would allow outrageous rest to sit in people's worlds. Lord, that their inner person would find a new space in life, which is a space of rest and peace, that they could begin to look a bit outside differently, that we could walk through this time of trouble and come out the other side better people, closer to you, more loving, more kind, more gentle, more patient. Lord God, that this would be a game-changing moment in all of our lives, and I pray that you would be lifted higher. Maybe you're listening in today and you've never made a relationship with Jesus. You've never made that commitment. You've never taken that seriously or even thought about it. Can I encourage you today? Make today the day you go to the Prince of Peace. You take to him your wrestles with life and say, I need that rest you talk of," And you invite him into the middle of your world. If that's you today, I'd love to pray with you. Father God, I just stand with these guys and girls today who are making a decision for you. And I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I invite you, Jesus, into my life. Come and live in my heart. Forgive me the things I've done wrong that have separated us and lead me forward. Today I acknowledge you. Be my King, be my Lord, be my Saviour. Live in my heart and give me true rest. I pray, Lord God, that you lead me forward. I don't know everything, but I want to go on the journey. And all those people said, amen, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, please put it on our notes on this feed. Maybe email us again at essex at We'd love to hear your story. We'd love to journey with you. We're here for you. If there's anything we can do for anyone out there who's, who's listening in right now, we'd love to stand with you. Please message us. Please email us. Please put a note on the feed. We want to do this together. You're amazing people. I'm looking forward to next week, Easter Sunday. Have the most awesome week with your family. Be at rest. I speak God's blessing over you right now. Pastor Barry checking out. Love to you all.